gamified classroom to me is basically like it's learning in a fun competitive way it's it's like you you have fun while learning and i feel like that's really important now that we've grown up i think it's a fun way for kids to learn better because i feel like we learn more because it's fun and not boring i mean it's uh a lot more fun because uh we get a mess around more like that we can earn spells and stuff to cast on other groups and steal their xp the leaderboards are fun going up and down and then we get powers spin wheel it's very fun um, what i think about it is it's fun because you get to go against your friends but you also get to learn at the same time and you get rewards and other things for doing it Hello everybody and welcome to EduCreativity, the crazy creative side of education where you can feel free to let your hair down, be wacky, be random, be you. Hello everyone and welcome back to EduCreativity. Today, I'm calling this episode Ready, Set, Game. Because today we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, even though I haven't been doing it for too long. And that's gamification. The students you heard before I popped on were telling you their view of gamification. And I don't know if you noticed, but they repeated the word fun quite a bit. But what is gamification? I think gamification is one of those words that's kind of thrown around a lot. And I, I think it's one of those you either love it or you hate it or you don't know how to use it. Um, it definitely can be daunting. But gamifying in its essence is taking the things about a game. Uh, XP, levels, boss battles... Uh, badges, items, and layering them on top of the content you already use in class. But I think the biggest question when it comes to this is, where do you start? I know that's something that was so daunting to me. I knew this was something I wanted to try to incorporate, but I didn't know where to start. I actually started with an app, and this allowed me to get the basics. I already had uh, Michael Matera's book, Explore Like a Pirate, and if you have not read Explore Like a Pirate, I highly recommend it. It is basically the book when it comes to gamification, And but this app that I had, it gave me the feel. It gave me the, the terms, the XP, the things that I could use. However, I knew going into this that I wanted to go a little bit bigger. I just thought that the app could help me kind of jumpstart. I then went to a conference over that summer called USM Spark. There I was able to meet gamifiers like Michael Matera, like Tisha Richmond, Carrie Bauckham, Adam Bold, Nick Davis. And if you're not following these educators on Twitter, again, I highly recommend it because these guys are incredible. I was able to talk with them, and I actually went to a session that they all were a part of, and they helped break down 
what I wanted and helped launch my year-long game. So I did. The next year at orientation, actually, I gave cards that would launch the game. The cards had QR codes, which sent my students to um, what's called a Bartle test. And this test will determine what kind of player type they were. And in that, I would design the game, game further and help put them in guilds and whatnot. But the thing I loved about developing this was being an English teacher. I loved the storyline. I loved developing the setting. I loved um, putting in character elements. I sent my students, my, my storyline is a bit complicated. I read a novel, a novel series called Crispin by Avi. So it's Crispin, Cross of Lead, Crispin, Edge of the World, and Crispin, End of Time. And these all take place in the Middle Ages. 1377 England. And actually, they all take place in the span of a year. So we do not leave 1377. I needed a theme that kept my kids in that time period because I felt like that would work best considering we read those novels all the way through the year. However, I wanted to give us reason to be there. And the year before, I had done an escape room involving a time machine and I really didn't want to give it up. (laughs) So I developed the idea that we were in a post-apocalyptic society in which this this society, this double S, stands for secret society, they developed a time machine. And this time machine will bring us back to 1377, where our job, our mission, is to overthrow the King of England. Because as the years progress, the King of England destroys the society and therefore destroys the world that we are currently living in. And yes, it seems so simple, but I add these elements. I did audios of people warning them, and that was something that was on the card, not to trust, not to trust the double S. And we we have this discussion on should we trust these people or should we not? We get audio recordings from the double S. I tell you, voice recording apps are amazing. Um, There are tons of them. There's voice recording websites, voice recording apps, and they're real simple, but they can take your voice and and change them, alter them, so the students think that they are meeting different people via voice. And I'm going to explore different elements to bring, maybe video elements. I'm looking at like blabber eyes and things like that to bring other elements into that part of my classroom. Um, but that was something I love developing and I love constantly giving twists and the students get super engaged with that. There was a period of time where we hadn't talked about the double S in a long time and students came up to me and goes, are the double S ever getting us out of here? We have been in England in 1377 for a really long time. Are they ever going to contact us? And that was kind of my memo that I had to, you know, bring them back into the storyline a little bit more. But then I also developed different things in the game. Um, I was trying to figure out a method that worked for me. I, in developing my leaderboard, I decided that every other week, the students would be able to view the leaderboard. And my game lives primarily online. And the top five T 
teams, top five guilds, because my students work in guilds, would get a power, and the bottom five would get a curse. Now, the powers really developed through the year, or, yeah, through the year. And the reason they developed is because the students came up with more powers, and they came up with more ideas for powers. And the, the curses... <laughs> The curses varied as well. Uh, I developed something called the underdog curse, which is then that bottom guild could come back up to the top. And they, the curses aren't, I don't want to say aren't too bad, but they aren't too bad. They're dancing for one minute in front of the class, singing a song like ABC. The EFG, which was my most popular one. I'm a little teapot, was also a very popular one. Uh, there was a silent spell where they had to be silent for the entire class. It was just things that make things interesting, um, but I don't punish them with like detention or anything like that. I don't put any grade to this. This is just for the fun of the game, and I tell them that constantly. But my powers are, one of my favorite powers is called the dragon power. And what I love about this power is, originally, the whole storyline behind the power, you snuck into the castle where they keep the dragons. And you were able to entice the dragons and convince them to do as you wish. My original plan was that they would just attack another guild. And they would attack the guild and take half of the XP from each member of that guild. And a student came up to me and said, Miss Lutford, do they have to attack? And I'm like, what else would they do? I'm like, what if the dragons healed and could heal, heal your guild? I'm like, okay, all right. So now they have two options. Um, so I have the dragon power. I have bomb squad power, which is similar, but they don't get to choose the guild. It's completely random. Uh, I have the power drain, where they get to choose the guild. Oh, no, it's a random guild and the random player. So a random guild gets hit, and a random player falls in battle. And what happens with these powers is... I, you heard one of the students earlier in the testimonies says that the leaderboard goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And this is because of the powers that are used. And students can earn individual powers by getting at increments of 1,500 XP. So they're submitting those in a Google form to me, and they'll, they're... Um, using those powers as well. And I, like I said, I house this all online on Google Classroom. And the students love getting the notifications with the game updates. And I know this might sound real complicated, but I want to remind you that I didn't start that complicated. I added elements as I felt comfortable, as I felt like I should. And one of the things in reading Explore Like a Pirate, I actually had to ask my husband, hey, what's this? Hey, what's this? Because I'm not a gamer in a sense. I love word, word games and board games, but some of the, some of the um, things in the book I didn't quite understand. One of those things that I was a bit confused about and until I asked my husband and reached out to the XP Lab community, which is 
definitely a resource if you are looking at gamifying your classroom or have started and want to expand. There's a chat on Tuesday nights. It's hashtag XPLab, and it is an amazing community of educators. One of the things that I was first confused about was a boss battle. And my husband said, do you know in Mario when you face Bowser in the castle? Like, yeah. He goes, that's a boss battle. Like, oh, okay. Well, this year, at the end of the year, I did my first boss battle. And we, because with the storyline, we have to overthrow the king. It's it's the whole point. Uh, it's our whole mission. It's the whole point of the game is to overthrow the king. So I actually recorded a little bit of that boss battle. Now what you're going to hear is a lot of craziness. You're going to hear a lot of talking. But I want you to listen for some of the collaboration, some of the uh, group work. Because in this boss battle, they were in guilds. And they got a bank amount of XP. If they and I had a I had a pair of die, and let's say I had a red die and a white die. Let's say the red die lands on three and the white die lands on four. That means I get to take 300 XP. Oh no, the king gets to take 300 XP from me if I get it wrong, and I get to take 400 from him if I get it right. So the 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 XP then varied. And if some of, if they fell in battle, like if they lost their XP, then they were dead and they couldn't take any more shots at the king, but they could still play and any of that XP that they gained would go in a bank. But it was very important that they got these questions right and they worked together. So I want you to listen for that collaboration and I'm going to come back after this clip and talk to you a little bit more. Okay, so, um, never You're scared. Why are you scared? Because we can die again. You can't lose XP now. Wasn't the energy in that clip just amazing? I hope, if anything, you picked up that it was an exciting atmosphere. And that's what gamifying does. There's an excitement that occurs when you gamify. And the fact that the six students I, I asked to say something about gamifying chose the word fun shows that that is getting through. I loved that you heard a student say, I think we got it, I think we got it, I think we got it. That shows that they're working together and they're collaborating. Another thing was there was a particular student who gave me this look and I go, you scared? She goes, yeah, I'm scared. It's because their, their group had already died. And 
although they couldn't lose any more XP, she was still, it was that nervousness, and it was that, that intensity that comes from playing a game, to where you don't, you don't want to fall, you don't want Mario to die, you don't know if he's going to regenerate or not, and I love that energy, and I love that on any given day, I can change something in the game and I don't have to really say anything because I'm the game master and I can put twists and turns and everything in the game and the kids will will go with it and they'll make twists and turns for each other what a fantastic environment that that creates so I thank you for listening and if you haven't tried gamification, if it's this is a new concept for you in education, I, again, I highly suggest uh, getting the book Explore Like a Pirate. I highly suggest seeking out the XP Lab community because it is something, there is something about it. There is something that grabs students and gets students excited about learning. And as the student said earlier, isn't that what it's all about? Thank you again for listening and have a great day.